0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd, 2013. You guys listening to episode 125, and um, I was going to do this. I was going to have this up for yesterday, but with the Labor Day weekend, I figured people needed a break and uh, I needed a break. I, I had a party, which I'll get into. Had a Labor Day party here at the new house, so I'll talk about that. And um, got a bunch of stuff to talk about, maybe going into a little bit of a war with Syria. I'm not going to get into that because I'm not really heavy with politics, but you know, I just want to shit on that and the people that are talking about it for so long. Uh, so we'll talk about that for a little bit. I got NFL predictions today. I will make my predictions for the Super Bowl, who I think is going to do good, all this and that. So we'll talk some sports today. I got an unacceptable for you. Did not see a movie. But I want to talk about some movies. And I always get excited this time of year with uh, movies. And I will tell you why. And, um... And that's it. So first, I want to uh, start off by saying, as always, the Fursy Effect podcast show is sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Download the free app on your iPhone today. Butterfly Radio allows you to listen to all your favorite uh, podcasts, and you could send up to a five-minute audio message, and they could get right back to you. So you could personally talk to your favorite podcast. And the new and improved Butterfly Radio allows you to now listen to all kind of, ep- any full episodes of all your favorite podcasts. Mark Maron's, Jay Moore's, uh, Joe Matarese is on there, Jim Florentine's, so along with the Verzi Effect, you get a ton of other great podcasts on there, you could send audio messages to. and if you register on ButterflyRadio.com, you can start your own podcast, so do that today, Butterfly Radio, absolute awesome, awesome um, app or website if you are into podcasts, uh, so there you go, all right, now, First of all, I'd like to say I hope everybody had a great long weekend, a long Labor Day weekend. I know everybody got back to work today. Um, And, you know, it was one of those weekends where uh, we thought the weather was going to screw up our party because my wife and I, we did decide to have like a Labor Day slash housewarming party. And we didn't know if the weather was going to get us. On Monday, the weather was really bad. Luckily, we did it on Sunday and we got lucky. Now, I'll get into this party. I'm sure people listening to this were either at a party or had their own party. And I figured the difference out. Now, I thought having your own party would be cool. It's a housewarming party. People come to your house and this and that. Um, I didn't like having the party, and I'm going to tell you why. And I know my wife would be mad at this because my wife had a good time. Everybody loved the party. It was a great party. It was very fun. People were playing games. There was no boredom. People were drinking, enjoying themselves, talking, so it it was a good party. But as the host of a party, I realized that attending a party, you know, is way better than than holding it. Because here's the deal. I'm one of these people that, like, I like to, you know, I like to relax. When I have a party, I like to, or or when I'm at a party, I like to kind of sit down with the people that, you know, I migrate to. Because that's what happens, okay? When you have a Labor Day party or... Any kind of party, Memorial Day, any kind of party that is like outside barbecuing, what happens is you migrate to the people that you talk to, you know, a lot when you're not at the party, people that you're just friendly with and all, all that. So when you throw the party, it's like this group and then like, you know, and and, and here's the thing, I, I didn't not li- like, like, it's not like there was anybody here that I didn't like. It's not that there was anybody here that I wish that they weren't here. It wasn't like that. It was just, I like parties when they thin out and there's just a few people that stay and hang out and then, you know, everybody could kind of sit at a table or sometimes you get a fire going and it's that. When it's just chaotic and people start coming around, there was a bunch of kids and I got to be honest, man, kids are like, not that the kids that were here were bad, the kids that were here were great. It's just, it's just like they run around and they they want to do their own thing. They have their own agenda. They don't give a fuck about the house. It's funny. This one kid, I'm not gonna mention who, whose kid it was, but he kept going up and down my stairs with like dirty hands, and we have like freshly brand new, like white railings that go up, and and there's two floors, like you know, so it's a hardwood floors and these and these white railings that are you know freshly painted. And this little fucking kid kept just putting his hands on it. And now that I'm a homeowner, I'm looking and I'm looking at this beautiful, fresh white paint with these little fucking smudge marks. And I swear to God, like the vision of just grabbing the kid by the back of the shirt and just like throwing him through a door was was satisfying. But obviously, I can't do that. So the kid goes upstairs, and I'm wiping down the I'm wiping down the the counters. I mean, the the you know the stairwell, the railing there, and then. You know, my ex-neighbors who I really like and wanted to talk to, they were here, so I had to go and talk to them. Then, you know, a kid starts crying over here. You're trying to play a game, and they're walking in front of the game. You know, and then somebody else hasn't seen you in a long time, and then you feel, you could feel them feeling neglected. So you're running around, and then before you know it, People are like, oh, you know, thanks so much, we're going to leave. Not to mention, I'm the man of this fucking house, and I was going to barbecue, but then there were other people like, no, no, I'll take over, I relax when I barbecue. So it was all kinds of meat and food on the grill, and I'm trying to help and put the meat on the grill, but at the same time, other people wanted to grill. Just all kinds of like, and then like, hey, Paul, get down here, play this game, you're on my team. And I'm competitive. Like, when I go to a party, like, I like to play. We had all, I mean, I'm not kidding, we, we fucking, my party was gangster If you if you compete. You know, we had everything out here. We had Can Jam out here, which is a great game. We had a Ladder Ball, which is a great game. People had the option to play bocce ball. We had Bean Bag Toss. We had a badminton thing set up because I have all this land. So we just had games going on, and it was great. And um, But, like, you can't enjoy it when you're throwing it. That's the problem. You want to run up, you want to get a, you know, I had some comedian, a couple of comedian friends here, so I wanted to go grab a burger, talk to them, but somebody downstairs is calling me to do this, and then every once in a while, you know, my wife would call, hey, Paul, we need this, and so it was just kind of chaotic, and by the time I really started to enjoy myself, people are like, oh, thanks for having us, and then people just start leaving, and then it's like night, it's dark, and there's people sitting around a table, and it's just like, wow, what the hell happened? So... What I want to do and what I'm going to do is I'm going to have like, when I have like private power, I'm going to have like, you know, you know, just like small poker parties, games, and shit like that, but as far as the full fledged, like, you know, we went out, we got a keg, we got cases of beer, we had so much meat, and so much food, and, you know, the burgers, and the dogs, and the sausage, and peppers, and, you know, and different kinds of beers, and of course, we had all the sodas and waters for the people that don't want to drink, and, you know, then you gotta have snacks, and you gotta have desserts, I mean, so much shit, and it's fun, but then after, you're like, I don't know. I just felt like I'm pulled in too many different directions, and who didn't I talk to, because you know somebody's going home going, yeah, I had a good time, I wish I would have talked to them more, like, what the fuck, you know, you know that that is going on with a few people, because you can't help it, there's just too many people at the party to appease everybody, and, and, you know, so, you like, I would sit down with my old neighbors, hey, what's going on, then I would run over to this person and, and talk to that person, And um, it's funny because my friends who were there, like my close friends, my friends who I interact with on a daily basis, they were laughing, you know, my manager came here and, um, you know, and, and I had some of my close comedian friends here, a couple of my close comedian friends here, my manager was here and some other people couldn't make it, but like the people that know me well knew that I enjoyed watching people leaving. And again, if you were at the party, because somebody at the party is probably listening to this. If you were at the party, I'm not saying I didn't, I didn't, I liked everybody's company there. It's just, it just was much less stress and being able to really relax when you don't have to run around and make everybody, you know, feel a certain way. Because I want to do that. I wanted everybody to feel like, oh yeah, we had a good time and we weren't just sitting there. But at the same time, you can't do that with everybody. Plus, I'm like, I like the parties where to be completely honest, I like the parties where it's like, you know, the people that party a little harder, stay up, stay out late, you know, you're sitting on the deck until, you know, like a minimum of one, two in the morning, you know, drinking a little heavier, everything's cleaned up, so it's just you and the few people that are staying, and if people are sleeping over, and you make a fire, and you do all that shit, like, I guess I was just waiting on that, but, um, it was a it was a really great party and I had a lot of fun it was just if I can choose whether to go to one or to throw one um, you know I would definitely just go and attend somebody's party sit down and enjoy it, instead of just having to do that um, and can jam is a really fun game with the frisbee and uh, the team that we were playing beat us in a best of seven series which fucking pissed me off just because i'm I'm just I'm just stupid competitively. I really am. I want to win at everything, 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 and anything. You know, like I, I just i I'm mean—I'm fucking nuts like that. If I had to fucking play, you know what I mean? Like I want to win a monopoly. I want—I just want to win. Like there's part of me that understands Michael Jordan not letting his kids win. I mean, it's a little sick and weird, but there's just a—I I, kind of—I'm just—it's so stupid. I'm not saying that's why. I didn't enjoy people, yeah, I didn't enjoy the, the parties much, but, <laughs> um, but the food was really good, man, we had, like I said, we had kibasi going, we had sausage and peppers, we had uh, dogs, we had, we had, um, uh, we had cheeseburgers, it was my, my wife and my mother-in-law and, and everybody made all kinds of, like, there was salads, there was fruit salad, macaroni salad, potato salad, um, anything you could want to drink, so it was, it was really, it was cool, it was just like a lot, you know, and just people start leaving, and you're like, oh shit, man, what the hell, the day just flew by, because you're running around like a madman, not to mention that day, running out, getting the keg, getting the bucket, getting the ice, you know, you feel like you just do so much shit, and then it's just like this whirlwind, and then everybody leaves, and you're sitting there, but uh, that's it, man. You know, there's worse things. There's worse things you could complain about than having people come to your house and you know everybody loved the house and you know so it was a good time. So if you're listening, thank you so much for coming out. And if I wasn't able to spend enough time with you, what, I'm, I, what can I do? You know, and um, that's it. I had, a, had a had a good time late night. My my you know, my older brother came by late night, smoked a cigar on the deck, and uh, relaxed. You know it was such a long day, went to bed a little early, and I woke up the next day, and just hung out in the house, because it poured like fucking crazy, I don't know, wherever you guys are listening to this, but uh, Monday in upstate New York, it poured, man, it was like insane, so it was good to just be in the house, and, um, and hanging out, so that was, that was the Labor Day party, and, um, It was, it was, my wife was real happy, my wife had coworkers coming here, and everybody really, you know, everybody really enjoyed themselves, so, and we finally got the fucking washer and dryer in here, I don't know if I was telling you guys about this, but we had three pairs of washer and dryers come in to our home, and the first one didn't fit, and the only way to make it fit was to pop this molding off the door, which fucked that, like it's really nice, and I wasn't going to have them do that. So then the second set comes in, and all they got to do is take the door off the hinges, which I'm totally fine with, and they were like these really nice, new, fucking crazy technology, all these buttons. it looked like. I swear to God, these new washer and dryers, like these nice ones, it looks like a fucking cockpit in an airplane. Just You, you, you just think you're going to hit a button. Your clothes are going to come out pressed. It was insane. So the guy brings the thing into the room. And he's like, all set, you know, and I was like, oh, man, thanks so much, and they were quick, and the guy was really cool, and the same guy came back three times, and after the first time, I tried to tip him, and he's like, no, I can't take that, I'm not, you know, I can't take that because we didn't do anything, so the next time they finally did it, I tipped the guys, they were really, you know, oh, man, thanks, and uh, my wife gets excited, and she wants to do the first load of laundry, and what happens, she does the wash, and water just starts fucking flooding in the room, and lucky we caught it, but there was water everywhere. And apparently it was an electrical problem with the new washer. And there's was water everywhere. So we had to call them up. We had to clean up the water. Then they took those out. Then they came a third time with a different washing machine. And then he ran it a few times. And it finally worked. And I tipped the guy again. And it worked. So. We just did a shitload of laundry that day. No, you know, no flooding, and it's nice to have downpour, downpour rain for so long. No water in the in the house. Okay, so fuck that other house that I didn't want, that failed inspection, or that we would have had to put all that money in. I knew it. If Bill Burr was here, he'd be laughing, saying, "Dude, you called it. Dude, I called it." Okay, that other house was no good, and we got, (laughs) and we got the we got the right house. We got the right house. We're in it. Everybody had a good time at the party, but fuck that. I want five people here playing poker, smoking cigars, drinking, and uh, all hanging out together instead of running around a fucking acre of land trying to fucking appease people. All right, I feel better. I got that out. Um, I hope all of you guys had good Labor Day. I mean, um, yeah, good Labor Day parties, whether you went or had one. And if you have a Labor Day story or even a party story, Please let me know, because that was the first time I ever did it at, you know, a private home, and you do all that stuff, and you have it, and, you know, we have a really good uh, party house, but let me know if you, like, got excited, you thought you were going to have this great party, you go out, you spend money on stuff, and and you get everything set up, and then everybody comes, and then it just feels really quick, and and you can't really enjoy it. Let me know if that's happened. How do I deal with that next time? If my wife says, hey, Paul, let's have a party, let's do it again, but this time, let's let a, let's have even more people, like, if that happens, like, how do I not is it is it here i guess here's my question is it possible to not feel like that is it possible to just feel like or should i just not care and is it all is that all me probably that that's probably what it is it's probably all me and in my head people had a great time and that's what it is and there's no way you can just really you know get it everything the way that you want it perfectly um i fucking ate too many cookies tonight son of a bitch I'm not going to lie, but I'm sitting here and I could just tell like my stomach, you know, with the food. Because I've talked about it on the podcast, doing good with the diet. You know, I'm still, you know, I'm doing good with it. But, you know, you have a little more carbs. Like I don't eat a lot of carbs, but you have a little more carbs at a party. Then the problem is there's leftovers. There's leftovers. Tonight we had some hot dogs, some sausage and pepper. We basically had leftovers of this party you know, and, and I'm fine with that, I ate a shitload of watermelon, but I'm not worried about that, by the way, fucking watermelon is incredible, all right, watermelon is fucking, I don't give a fuck what fruits you like, okay, if you bite into a fresh piece of like pitless watermelon, and it's just fresh, and cold, and refresh, it is fucking epic, Epic. That's all. That I don't give a fuck what kind of fruit you like. Are you no, no? Try this. I've had them all. Okay. Cold ass fresh fucking watermelon is. It, it's it's almost not fair how delicious it is. It fills you up. It's refreshing. It's 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 sweet. It's amazing. The watermelon is amazing. So I ate that, but there's cookies and shit here, there's a couple of brownies, and then the brownies are like these tiny squares, so you think if you eat one it's not bad, but then you have two, and then there's tiny little cookies, and you have two or three, and before you know it, you might as well eat a big piece of fucking cake, so I'm pissed off right now, because I was doing good, and I got this leftover shit, you know what, shame on me, because I need to have the discipline. You know, all these holidays, last Thanksgiving, I had little plates, just sample plates. I've learned how to do it. I learned even how to do it on the holidays. The way you don't get fat on the holidays and you don't use that excuse, well, you know, holidays, you don't. You just did a little sampler plate of everything. You don't get a fucking huge piece of lasagna at Christmas or like, you know, three pounds of turkey with like fucking two pounds of stuffing and another pound of gravy and just load up your plate and go to sleep. No, that's what fat fucks do. And they use the they use the holiday as the excuse. You don't do that. Same thing with parties. You sample a little turkey, give me a little turkey, a little stuff. And I'll get into that. We'll get into that in November. But with this party and with all these leftovers, I should have been. I didn't eat a lot. Like I didn't go crazy. I saw people making sandwiches with the. I didn't do that. I just picked at stuff. But you keep picking and you keep eating cookies, man. And before you know it, the shit goes to your neck and head. And I feel like an asshole. Like, I'm sitting here, and I just ate so much watermelon, so that's probably why my stomach is, I'm just, I got all this water in my stomach right now from that, but, you know, the cookies and shit's not helping. And then you feel like if you stay up longer, it's not, I don't fucking know. All right. Sorry I had to give you that little cookie rant, but what am I going to do? I'm sitting here uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you guys, right? all right what else is going on so that's the party um there's a couple things I'm excited for I was getting on stage last week and um I, I busted out four new bits and two of them I think may be keepers for the album so I think I'm getting really close I think I'm like two bits away from really really being happy with you know what I'm about to record so I'm excited about that and um I got some cool gigs coming up but I will plug those at the end of the show But uh, the next, I would say, yeah, I mean, and it's all on on the website. But, yeah, in the next couple, next two months, lot, you know, some more traveling now. i got to hop on more airplanes. But uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up, which I'm excited about. But writing a new gig. I was talking to uh, somebody um, about it. I was actually talking to this comedian, Graham Kay, really funny comedian um, from Canada. He actually signed with my uh, management. And uh, we were just talking about how when a comedian does a new joke, And I might have talked about it here before, but when a comedian does a new joke, you feel like you're actually doing it. You're like, oh my God, I'm growing. Like I'm an artist. This is what I'm doing. And then you get a couple of weeks where like, you're just not writing new jokes and you're getting on stage. And even when you're killing it, but it's just like, you just throw that one extra line and you're like, oh my God, it's fucking awesome. And you write it down and it's great. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what you know getting better and it's like when you get stagnant man it just feels like what the fuck am i doing you know you can go from just being like am i a fucking is am i just a fake asshole and then all of a sudden you write a joke that's good you're like i'm fucking i'm gonna kill i'm running shit Uh, (laughs) so everybody's talking, let's get into this shit that that people are talking about, people started to talk about it and bring it up at my party, I can give a shit, but people are like, man, I'll never understand this, okay, I'll never understand how some people can get like this over issues in the news, and here's what I I get, okay, I get somebody going, man, you hear what's going on with this thing in Syria, yeah, it's pretty serious over there, man, people are dying, I think we're going to go in there and do something, I can get that, I get that, I understand it, it's news, it's our country, it's our soldiers, a lot of screwed up things going on, we're going to come in and, and do what we do, I, and somebody bringing that up is fine, it's the people like, man, so what do you think about this, Sam? I mean, this can be really, this could be like really bad, like you, what do you think is going to like... Are you getting kind of nervous? Like, no, I'm not getting fucking nervous. I'm not getting nervous. You want to know why? Because we run through countries in two fucking weeks if we have to. That's why. I was at an air show. Okay. (laughs) I know that's a funny way to just segue, but you'll, you'll get the point. I was at an air show, one of the best air shows in the country. It was in Cleveland okay, and me and a very funny comedian uh, who I was opening for that week, uh, Chris Porter, did really well on Last Comic Standing, I believe, uh, a couple years back, really good dude, and um, I think Chris Porter from Kansas City, if I'm I'm not mistaken, and he was like, you know, growing up, he said he went to all these air shows, and he's like, oh man, you gotta go to this air show, I'll take you to this air show, we'll go, so we go to this air show, and I gotta tell you, He was like, yeah, you know, our Air Force, when we go into battle in the air, we don't use the, I believe, like the F-15 or the F-16s that they used in the movie Top Gun. He goes, no, we changed it. We use the F-18 Hornet. That's what we use. Dude, I'm not bullshitting you. When this thing went off, so basically this pilot just put on this fucking show with this thing that is our... Basically, like when we go and we have to pull some Top Gun shit where our top Air Force pilots go in and fight in a war, this is the plane that they're in. When I tell you this thing, so they made it go like G4, like they made it get to like the fastest where like that little vapor ball goes around it. So it was so fucking fast. He would turn around and be like, all right, here he comes, here he comes. And this thing, like a spaceship but loud, I mean, loud, like to the point where, like, your chest and your back, you just, just like, you're just like, almost like, just shuddering with, with this, just this, like, I, I can't even, I, I can't, I would fucking, my wake my family up if I talked about it, or if I made, did the noise or tried to, just this screeching, the loudest, most fierce sound, powerful sound your body could ever hear. And to know that there's a human being in that machine, and it flies by, and he's going so fast that you see the vapor ball around it. So it's just like it's it's almost like this this like little ball that starts to flicker because it's going so fucking fast in the air. And then he would like maneuver and like he was doing top gun shit. So he'd come by us and all of a sudden he would just go straight up vertically in this thing. And then they would show how he would go like like G4 or whatever it is. Like uh, the, the G-force was at the highest like, Like you'd just fucking faint and pass out if you didn't have a proper suit and oxygen. That's how fast and crazy it is. But he would just bank to the left and bank to the right. And you would just be like, if that thing was ever after you in real life, you're fucked. Like the fact that we're using that in war just lets me know. Like three of those things could probably take over the world. That's how insane it was. Then he did a touch and go where he came down wheels back wheels hit front wheel hits and then boom just put like just like in the movie when maverick came down and then he realized that wolfman was in trouble and or whatever and then all of a sudden he's like no he's in trouble and he came up and he went back to get him that's like what this thing was doing but it was one of the most insane things so going back to this thing with syria no i'm not nervous and i'm not worried i also know that the air force has test pilots who are flying things that are way more advanced than even that thing i saw things that probably aren't going to be seen by us in 10 years but we have them now if we need to we have fucking weapons we have bombs that drop on top of a mountain drill itself halfway to the mountain and when it figures out that its depth is exactly halfway through it just eliminates the mountain and turns it into a fucking pile of powder i'm not worried stop it these people listening to fucking wolf blitzer and cnn and everything you don't understand that's their job that's what their job is the media especially the media that reports on the politics and shit. These people put on suits, they sit down at a desk, and they have to act like it's a big deal. That's their job. I'm not saying that our soldiers going anywhere is not a big deal. It is. But to sit there at a fucking Labor Day party and act like it's this crazy thing or people talking about it, it's just the dumbest fuck. It's just, it's so dumb. And and we were talking about Miley Cyrus a week earlier. That's that's where it goes from. That That's how much... That's how fucking stupid we are that like we could talk about Miley Cyrus dancing or twerking or whatever stupid shit that she did at that sh- at the award show, the VMAs and then next thing you know talk about yeah well Obama's thinking about like you know and, and I love the way the media spins it too like Obama's thinking about like strategically going into Syria. What the fuck does that mean? You either go in and you attack or you don't It's such bullshit man it is it's just so stupid. It's not going to affect you. It's not going to affect us. The ice cream truck is still going to be ding, 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 ding outside the front of your fucking house while we're dropping fucking bombs on Syria. You're still going to eat your fucking dinner and you're going to put on the news and it's going to be the same shit. And then when it's over, the next dinner you're going to have is going to be, oh, yeah, that's over, man. Thank God that's over. And then fucking ding, 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 and a fucking ice cream man's going to come past your house again. Here's what I'm going to worry. You want to know what I'm going to worry? When somebody gets on the fucking TV or the radio and goes, yo, there's missiles on their way to fucking New York right now. Take cover. Get in a shelter. Okay, those doomsday preppers people are going to be fucking ready. That's when I'm worried. Okay, I'm not worried right now. I pray for the soldiers. hope the soldiers give my thoughts and prayers to them if they go in. But I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about, I'm not going to sit and let it dominate everything. It's just so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. It's the same dumb fucking thing. People that support the president will agree with him. People that don't support him won't agree with him. If it was a Republican doing it and he was doing it, the other side would say, what's he doing? And the Republicans would say he's doing great. And it's just a fucking vicious circle. It's going to happen again. The next president's going to have to deal with another fucking shitty Middle Eastern country that's going to happen in fucking year three or year four. They'll be like, oh, you hear what the fucking people in Jordan are doing? Oh, yeah, I heard we got a fucking address. Who cares? I don't care anymore, and I know that sounds like a stupid, selfish American, but you know something? I don't have any other choice when I got a fucking family and I got money to make on my own. I'm not going to fucking sit there and go, oh, what do you really, what do you think about fucking Syria? And good for John McCain playing poker on his phone. Everyone's giving John McCain shit for playing poker on his phone today. Oh, in a meeting about Syria, they found John McCain playing poker because he probably doesn't want to hear the same fucking asshole say the same thing all the time. And he's probably fucking laughing to himself, saying, "Yeah, if I was president, I would have fucking, I would have done it this way." All right. Now hold on, I'm holding two jacks right now, assholes. Let me finish this fucking game, and then I'll give you my my opinion. It's just, it's just so fucking stupid. It it really is. I mean, think about the shit we're doing, the shit we're talking about. We go from Miley Cyrus to going into Syria to John McCain playing poker on his phone. It it's it's just like I don't know. I want to I want to fucking like you know what I want to talk about. Like I want to talk about like shh. I want to learn how to, like, fucking just get, like, a piece of wood and build a fucking canoe. You know? Like, that's what I want to talk about at Labor Day. But, yeah, you hear about this dude, man? Yeah, this dude cuts down trees and he can make a whole canoe that floats, like, anywhere he is. He's never stranded. Like, that would be something cool to talk about. (laughs) I don't know why I thought about that. But, like, you know, like, I think about that, like, making shit or creating shit. I love stuff like that. You know, like survival stuff. Like I love more, there needs to be more shows about that. Survival, how to get out of this, how to get out of that. You're stranded on an island, nobody's ever going to know, you know, unless you get off it. Like how do you do that? The Joe Rogan, uh, the Joe Rogan show, Joe Rogan questions everything. He was talking about how this guy, this Russian billionaire, I don't know if you guys saw this episode, but it was amazing. He's talking about how this Russian billionaire wants to... He wants to figure out a way to basically cure death. And he's got a couple of different ways to do it. And, um, you know, I don't want to say the whole thing or give anything away. And I actually want to watch it again myself to get more information. I don't want to give any misinformation. But I'll give you guys the gist of of what this guy wants to do. By 2045, what they want to be able to successfully do is they want to be able to preserve a brain with all the little circuits and fibers and everything in the brain, like a, a, a sound brain. And they want to be able to, one of the ways to do it is to basically transplant it, just take it and put it into some kind of robotic body. And uh, where you just basically flip on a switch and all your memories are there and the body is indestructible. And, you know, you just basically can keep doing that and live forever. That was one of the ways. Another way I think was maybe doing something with organs or taking medicine. I don't know exactly what the other ways were, but it was just this interesting stuff about how like, it would almost be like a simulated world where you'd have all your memories and stuff and it would just be robots going around. And like Joe Rogan was going around the world and he was talking to literally the smartest. like he's, I think he talked to two of the smartest people on the planet. Like He found these guys that were literally the smartest people and he just talked to them. If you didn't see the show, just check it out. Um, you know, I guess Google the times, I don't know the times, but just put in Joe Rogan questions, everything. And it's just amazing. The stuff that he questions and stuff about UFOs and, and stuff like that. Now, I would much rather talk about that at a party, or I would much rather hear about that on the news. Like that's not even news anymore. That's the problem. Like these people put on TV, and, and, and on the radio what they want like they're controlling it like this dude just bought the some dude just bought like a newspaper for what's the guy's name this guy it was just in the news that, that some guy bought like a, a major newspaper did he buy the Washington Post or something he bought something for like he bought the Washington Post or one of those papers and something else for like 254 million dollars just some ridiculous thing now that's his paper now, he gets to sit down with meetings and it's like what, what, like his agenda can go on there. Or what people want to talk about and what people want to hear. Whoever controls the papers and whoever controls the mainstream media outlets gets to put on what they're doing. I would like to, but nobody ever talks about that shit, you know? Like, no one ever talks about, like, what if... What if there's a way, like, you could fucking, like, ro- what if robots are going to be running around or transplanting our brain and we could live forever? What if there's, like, ways that, like, people medically are trying to preserve our organs and we could do shit like that? What if, you know, there's somebody that has proof of, like, aliens and shit? Like, I would much rather talk about that and hear about that. And they don't want to do it because I guess sometimes, you know, sometimes people think it's crazy. But, like, wouldn't you rather talk about that shit than, you know, Miley Cyrus showing off her twat at the fucking VMAs? Or some old senator who's probably pissed off and bitter he's not president, playing poker. I commend him for playing poker. I commend him for playing poker. I actually saw somebody put online, I can't believe we were going to vote for this guy to be president. As if, as if if John McCain was president, he would, he would like let the thing with Syria go by. It, it's just, it, it's so ridiculous. It, it, people lose all credibility with that. And I'm not taking political sides here. I'm just saying what the fuck we talk about is stupid. It really is. I would much rather find out how fucking strong a grizzly bear is. And if you were in the woods and you had to get away from one, what really to do, whether you should play dead. I would much rather talk about that shit than, than this.
1: What do you think about
0: Syria, man? Do you think we're going to... Are you scared? Do you think? No, I'm not scared. It's the United States. You can go into a fucking 7-Eleven and it's like a gourmet restaurant compared to like three quarters of the fucking world. I saw the airplanes we got. I'm not worried about it. We could probably take out Syria on a fucking Saturday afternoon. I don't want to talk about it anymore. John McCain playing card's a big deal. Give me a fucking break. It's just enraging to me. It really is. And these stupid fucking comedians, these yeah, these stupid fucking comedians get on Facebook, and of course I'm not gonna mention names, but like they they go on these fucking like rants about everything, like they're on fucking HBO doing a special like George Carlin. Like nobody fucking cares. Seriously, nobody cares about your stupid fucking, you know, your 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 way to save the world okay, you're a fucking comedian, you're probably getting up in a fucking restaurant in Jersey next week, shut up, okay, unless you're on a fucking platform that matters, I feel like don't don't go on some fucking, you know, that would be like me using my podcast or using like a big stage to make some fucking, trying to make something like I know what the fuck I'm doing, like I'm not a comedian or like I'm not somebody, you know, trying to fucking make it myself like like I'm not like I'm not that like I'm some it's like I'm somebody that can make a fucking difference. Congressman can't even do shit. What the fuck is it some comedian on Facebook going to do just to make his friends go, "Ah, yeah, he's really fucking, this guy's really fucking smart." I think I will go see him at fucking Joe's Crab Shack next week. Give me a fucking break. <coughs> <laughs> ah ah, a little venom coming out here in the verse, effect, you know why, because people act like they're more important, and they're more knowledgeable than they are, and they act like they know more, or have more information than what's given to them, and they don't, they don't, you don't know shit, you think they want you to know shit, if you're some asshole just sitting in a fucking house in Ohio right now, watching a fucking football game, you think that they're going to ever want you to fucking know what they know? Or me sitting here in upstate New York looking at the news and things. And No, they don't know. We don't know what the fuck goes on. We should, so we shouldn't talk like we do. I got. I'm, I'm going to talk about that McCain thing, McCain playing poker. Good for him. He's probably pissed off. He's listening to jackasses that he fucking knows more than. He's fucking 80s. He's been in the game way longer than them. He's listening to these guys talk about it. This guy was a fucking prisoner of war. He probably doesn't want to talk about it. He's sitting there with fucking pocket jacks trying to beat some asshole in Wisconsin that's probably taking his money over the past couple of nights. That'll work on stage, I think. That's funny. All right. Well, you know what? I'm just going to keep the hate and the Venom going right now because I'm in, I'm on a roll. So I'm going to get right into Unacceptable for the week. And then after Unacceptable for the week, we will get into some sports. We'll do some NFL stuff. We'll do some predictions. I did not see a movie, but I'll talk about a couple of movies that I want to see. And then I will do the plugs. And then I will let you people go about your day. How about that? How's that sound? Does that sound Good. 37 minutes in, flowing nice, having fun, talking some real talk, some real feelings. I think we're going well. Talked about a Labor Day party and the stupid shit that everybody's talking about now. And I don't want to, you know, sound insensitive cuz I really do feel when you gas people and people die from that, I man, that's horrible. You know, it's horrible. It's just people that like walk around our country scared here and just constantly talking about it like that's like their fear and they're putting it on to you. That's what I don't like. But anyway, let's keep Let's keep this going, okay? And let's talk about um, unacceptable for the week is these bicycles, okay? I can't take it anymore. I, I have them up here. just want to make sure I haven't talked about these bicycles before because I know the last unacceptable – here's what I'm going to do. The last unacceptable was what? The Yeah, it was the Miley Cyrus thing, adults talking about that. And then – Yeah, and then the lady buying ceramics at the supermarket. See, I was looking back. I don't think I talked about this. If I have, I'm sorry, but I'm going to even get into more depth. These people on bicycles who think they have a right like a car. I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. It happens in New York City. It happens in fucking upstate New York. These people get on their fucking bikes and they put their little leotards on. And they drive around and they act like they're a car. And when they get mad and arrogant... Okay, they're, they're on a fucking two-way street with a double yellow line, and they're right on right in front of you, and you can't go around because, God forbid, a car's coming around the other side and it's going to hit you. I got kids in the car. I can't do it. But now I got to go 20 miles an hour on a road that I could be going 45 because some asshole wants to fucking, you know, is, 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 is riding a bike. And they get mad, like, go, oh, you, could, you could wait to go run. I'm a car out here. I'm a car out here just like you. When they fucking say that, I swear to God, I want to just rev it to 50 and hit them just so they could see the difference of those forms of transportation. Let's see how different we are, okay? You think you're like a car? You're not a car. And these, these fucking Chinese food delivery guys in New York City who get arrogant, I want to kill one. I'm not kidding. The thought of just smashing into one and having them fly against the wall with their chicken chow fun and their pork fried rice smacking in the window while they peel down the glass like a cartoon is something that I, I, it's amazing, all right, fucking take the helmet off and grow up, you fucking idiot, get in a car and drive around, all right, I like bicycles too when I was eight years old, unacceptable, unacceptable acting like you're a car, right, you know, they're like, they get all fucking crazy, and into it, and, you know, like, they give you the look, like, you know, when, like, they don't say anything, but they just turn, and you see that stupid helmet go to the left, and they kind of look at you, and then they kind of shake their head, and they're mad, meanwhile, you're in a vehicle that's thousands of pounds, with an engine, with a horsepower and an engine that can go, you know, upwards of, you know, 120 miles an hour, and this guy is pedaling his ass off, and you can't get around them, and you have somewhere to be, and like they have the right, and if you hit them, or if anything happens to them, you're wrong because they're a bicycle. I swear to God, I think ev- it's unacceptable. It's un- I think every place should have a bike trail. You know, they could go along the side of the road, but just have it for bikes. They shouldn't be able to be in the middle of the street, up in the country, or in New York City, especially in New York City. Millions and millions of people there, whether they're in cars or walking, doors opening and shit, and these bikes act like they have all this right shit because some asshole just saw Premium Rush, and he's excited to get the pizza delivered quicker. <laughs> what the fuck? Can- <laughs> unacceptable. That's unacceptable for the week. Man, I'm on fire right now. Give me a microphone and a stage and a crowd. I can't believe, I can't believe, I got to go at somebody online tonight. I just, I can't. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. All right. I can't bring in my my anger at people online to you people, so I'm sorry. All right, let's get into some sports, guys. 42 minutes into this podcast, and um, we haven't even talked about something that I'm thrilled about because in two days, the NFL season kicks off. Um, Baltimore Ravens will be playing the Denver Broncos in Baltimore, and I got to tell you something right now. I'm not really a betting man anymore, but I would bet the farm. And I could actually almost literally say that now. Uh, I love Denver in this game so big. Denver is going to win this game. Flacco does not have what he had. They don't have the weapons. You got Wes Welker with, with the Broncos. The Broncos are coming off that horrible playoff loss. Peyton's looking good. Um, I think the Broncos are going to go in there and beat him up. I don't know what the line is, but I love Denver in this game. Uh, that's Thursday. And then um, I believe Sunday night is the Giants and Cowboys in Dallas. The Giants have never lost in Dallas' new building. I'm excited about that game. Um, I don't really got a great feeling about the Giants in this one, but I'm going to enjoy it and watch it because I'm coming back from the road. I'll be in Baltimore this weekend, and um, I'm really looking forward to forward to coming home and watching that game. Um, now I've said that I would make my um, I said that I would make my um, predictions for the Super Bowl and um this year is tough so uh but i you know thinking about it and really i don't know i i think this man this is tough i was leaning towards denver and atlanta and i think that i don't think the patriots are going to have enough so i'm going to break it down like this The Jets stink and are an embarrassment, so I'm not going to talk about them in the AFCs. The Dolphins will be better, but I don't think they're Super Bowl ready. Okay, New England is great. Buffalo's not ready. New England is great, but I don't know. I I think the loss of Welker and I think, um, you know, you never know with Gronkowski's health. He's always, you know, getting surgeries, breaking something, doing this, doing that. Um, Hernandez killed a guy, so, uh, you know, he's not. He's done. Uh, So you don't have those two tight ends to go to anymore. You got one of them, but whose health is in question. So I think that they're going to be good. Of course, they'll win 12 to 13 games and be there, but I don't think it's going to be enough to take out Denver. I think Baltimore is done. So in the AFC, I think you got... I like Denver, man. I like Denver in the AFC. Um. Yeah, with Von Miller coming back. My Super Bowl prediction for the AFC is going to be the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos are going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I could see Peyton Manning coming to New York and them saying something. I don't know. He won a bad weather game once. Uh, Maybe he'll do it again. I don't know. But um, I'm going to say the Denver Broncos for the AFC are going to do it. And, and for all the reasons I just said. Because, I mean, the Ravens lost a lot. Um, yeah. Colts are coming. They're good. Uh, Texans, I don't really believe in. I think with Von Miller coming back, if they could just stay in the playoff hunt with him out, and which I think they will, I, I think Denver's going to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. That's my prediction. The NFC, I, I might change my tune. I was saying Atlanta. But... You got Atlanta, you got San Francisco, you got Seattle. So I think those are the three teams. I think it's Atlanta, Seattle, or San Francisco, and you could pick any of them out of a hat. Um, ah, shit, this is tough, man. Maybe San Fran going back. I know everybody's saying Seattle, but I just, you know, Seattle's defense is really good. But I, you just, you just never know, man. You just never know, and the experience, the experience that uh, Kaepernick got, and the way that you know they they played, and they, I think they learned a lot from that that Super Bowl, and I think that. You know they'll. Fun. I mean, Kaepernick is amazing. I think he's really good. So you know, I'm gonna change. I'm, I'm gonna change my tune here. I'm sorry, Falcon fans. I, I was gonna say the Falcons. I think the Falcons would do well. But um, my final Super Bowl prediction for this year, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's the New York Giants and the Broncos, and they do a Manning Bowl and Eli wins it. I mean, that would be ideal. But um, I'm gonna say Kaepernick and the 49ers get back this year. And um, and go to the Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos. Denver versus San Francisco in the Super Bowl this year. And the winner of the Super Bowl this year will be the 49ers. There's my prediction, everybody. Okay, I picked them to win it last year. I think they're going to win it this year. I don't know why I'm having a change of heart. But I'm just thinking about it. I'm talking about it. And I think that when you look at coaches and teams with experience, and I also do believe there's something to be said about experiencing pain and getting so close and not getting there, and you still have the team intact, they still have the team intact, they have a great defense, they have a great coach, they have a great quarterback, they have a great running back, all the ingredients is there, and they came that close, and they were getting the shit kicked out of them in that Super Bowl, and then they, and then they came on, and uh, the lights went out, and then they, whatever happened, and then they came on, and they, they almost won it in the end, so... Um, 49ers over the Broncos in New York in um, in the Super Bowl at Giants Stadium. That's my prediction, and we'll see what happens. Um, but I think all the usual suspects will be there. A couple of sleepers, you know, I I think the Colts are going to make some noise. I think Andrew Luck is really going to be – I think Andrew Luck is going to – you know, I think the Colts are going to be good. I, I see the Colts getting to the playoffs and, and uh, you know, winning a playoff game or two. I think that Baltimore is going to have a bad year. I think, uh, you know, my Giants, the Giants are one of those unpredictable teams where, you know, I was talking about this on the podcast last time, that... Every time people think the Giants are going to be good, they're not. Every time that people think the Giants are going to be awful, they they they're good. Very unpredictable. Eli one of these guys and and that's why. Like nobody would have ever thought that he'd win two Super Bowl MVPs, but he does. And years that, you know, people thought he wasn't going to have a good year, he has almost an MVP type of year. He, it's just a weird the, the Giants are like this. They always get that one guy on offense to step up and have a great year. Um if they get a running back to step up and their defense is good, they, I mean, that that is the toughest division right now. You got the Cowboys. You got the Eagles. Okay, both teams could win this. Chip Kelly with Mike Vick is going to be a good mix. I really think so. They go so fast right up Vick's alley, and I think that that's going to be a team that is a playoff contender. You got RG3. If his knee holds up healthy, that's a great, that's another great team in the division. I mean, the NFC East is the most dominant division Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants. It's it's you know, hopefully not in that order. Um but yeah, so I think all of those teams are going to have to win you're going to have to win. Keyshawn Johnson said this on ESPN and I agree. Going to have to win like 11 games to get in. Maybe even not. I mean you're going to have to it's going to be like those 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 teams are great. And then in the you know in the AFC, the Texans, they'll be good, but you know, we saw what happened. They were great last year and they went to the, they went to the playoffs and lost. Uh, or they won one game and then lost. So I think you'll have the uh, no, you, you'll have the New England there. You'll have the Colts there. You'll have the Broncos there. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, and you know what the crazy thing is, Belichick is so good that he'll find like he like him going to an AFC Championship game is. I think it's key for Denver to hold that game. That's what's so sickening about Denver losing that game to Baltimore. Because the safety, he let he let the guy get behind the safety. And if that doesn't happen, they're hosting New England for the AFC Championship, I believe, and that would have been a wrap. Or or even if it wasn't AFC Championship, they would have been able to knock out New England and go to an AFC championship game. So that was a big, big problem. So I think if Denver can play and have the season that they had last year and be able to host the playoff game in Denver, I think that they're gonna go to the bowl. So I like my picks. There it is. And I like Denver for week. I love Denver week one. I love Denver Thursday. I'll be the first to come on here and eat crow if I'm wrong, you know, and I'm telling you. I think I I could see this. I don't even know what the line is. I don't know anything about it, but I see this game being 27-17 Denver all day. You know, it's just uh, one of those things where, you know, you lost Ray Lewis, which is, I mean, that's an inspirational dude right there. You know, you, you lost Antoine Bolden, to who went to, to the 49ers. Um, I, I don't know. I think the Ravens are done. So. Put it in the books, everybody. Okay, let's. That's it. Uh, movies. I didn't get to see. I, I wanted to go to the movies with my brother, but with the people here and then, you know, the the weather and stuff. I was just like, you know, what, we're gonna hang. We're gonna hang inside. But um, that new movie with the missing, with the missing persons with uh, Hugh Jackman. That looks sick. I'm definitely gonna see that. But I mentioned that. I love this time of year because what happens in like late September, October is they start leading you up for Halloween, so more of the scary, classic, horror, gory movies come and that's awesome, and then they play all the Halloweens, and I got into horror movies again because I like The Conjuring, and the one year next was like really disturbing, it wasn't really like a scary movie, but it was like a, it was scary and disturbing, but like I like how those movies are coming out now because Halloween is coming up in a couple months and um I want to see like I, I want to see really good ones like that. But I love watching the old Halloween movies and all that stuff. And that's going to be happening over the course of the next couple of months. Like AMC will play a bunch of them, and you know, even movies that like aren't great when you look at them, they're kind of cheesy. But they're also like feel good horror movies that make sense. Like even the first scream, first scream was good, man. When Drew Barrymore answered the phone with the popcorn and shit, it's just hard to watch it seriously now after the Wayne's Brother spoofed it. But um. I want to see that. And this Missing Persons movie coming out looks really good. I think there's a couple of them coming out. I want to uh, look at some... Get some DVDs. I was watching this movie today. Please don't let me know how this ends. But I was watching this movie today with my... uh, My daughter was just running around. She's like 16 months. and She's just playing with toys, not paying attention to the TV. And there was this movie called Confession. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Alec Baldwin plays like this. This hotshot lawyer who's about to become a district attorney. Ben Kingsley is this... um, very successful jewish businessman and um his son is sick and burning up with a fever and they take him to the emergency room and they like neglect them like they see like the the doctor outside smoking a cigarette and he's like my son is sick and he's burning up he's burning up and all this stuff and they neglect him so they like leave he's outraged and they leave to go to another hospital and the son dies on the way to that hospital and then like six weeks later ben kingsley he kills the clerk who didn't take them he kills the doctor who was smoking a cigarette with the nurse and he kills the nurse who was smoking a cigarette so he kills the three people that neglected him at the hospital and then he goes and he pleads guilty he wants to plead guilty and he's like see i got you guys in already right You're like fuck that sounds sick and i was watching it and i'm just like oh this is sick but i had to get my son from daycare and like Alec Baldwin, he tells Alec Baldwin, who's going to represent him, like, no, you know, I just want to plead guilty to honor my son. I did something I want to take responsibility for. It. And Alec Baldwin's like, no, nah, man, you've got to just plead that you're, in, you know, temporary insanity or that you're insane. So you could, you know, you'll go out to a mental institute, you'll be out in two, three years and that's it. And he goes, no, because then I won't honor my son Then I'll just look like a crazy murderer and I don't want that. And Alec Baldwin, like, finally tries to convince him, like, dude, what about your wife, like, trust me, like, you you got your justice now, let me help you, and then, like, I think right when he starts to agree with it, I had to leave, and I'm like, shit, you know, I wanted to see that shit, I wanted to watch it, and I'm looking online to see if I could find it when it's gonna be on, the movie was, in think, 1999, So don't give it away. If any of you guys saw it, you know, don't give it away. But that's one that I wanted to see. But that, seeing that made me want to go and get some other movies like that. So now I'm going to be searching like a lunatic on nights that I'm off or on the road and uh, watching some movies. So I will obviously review any movie that I see. And that's it. So plugs, I got a pretty cool week this week. Uh, Tomorrow night I will be at uh, Stand Up New York in New York City on The Late Show. That should be fun. Love Stand Up New York, 78th and Broadway. Um, That and The Stand are like my two home clubs. Those are clubs that I'm always at. Um, The Stand is like my home club just because, you know, that's where I'm at all the time. But Stand Up New York is really close and they're great to me. I love the place and the place is always just insane. So if uh, you're walking around the city tomorrow night, late night, you want to come and see a show, I will be there. Thursday I am opening for Bobby Kelly at the Institute of Technology in Long Island College. Friday and Saturday I will be with Joe Mataris at Magooby's Comedy Club uh, right outside of Baltimore, Maryland. So you could check those out and all of my uh, every date that I have right now, all of my updated shows, everything is on the newpaulversey.com. It's on there right now. So you could go to it. I have a new clip. I actually have my um Access TV uh, whole set from Access TV that I did on Direct TV uh, live at Gotham episode one season one. I have that on there. You can see that. I also have a couple announcements about the Bill Bird dates. Um, I'm going to be opening for Bill Burr at uh, Constitution Hall November 7th, two shows at the Beacon Theater November 8th, and the Tower Theater in Philadelphia on November 9th. Uh, We're really looking forward to that weekend. It's going to be epic, as I say. Uh, Constitution Hall is where Eddie Murphy filmed Delirious. The Beacon Theater is an excellent venue in New York, and the Tower Theater um, I'm not too familiar with, but I heard great things about that. That's in Philadelphia. That's November 7th, 8th, and 9th. That is on there, and I will be headlining... I will be headlining um, the uh, Carolina Comedy Club in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, October 22nd to the 26th. That's also on the site. So I have all the updates, all of the stuff, clips, and all that. So please check out the new paulverzi.com. Follow me um, on Twitter at paulverzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. And um, that's it, man. Get me on Facebook. I have a fan page, which you could like, but I kind of never really use it. I use my regular Facebook, but go to both, um, and I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support. Thank you. I actually looked at the, um, what's it called, the the iTunes comments again, and boom, more comments. So what can I say? Uh, You guys are the shit, and uh, I enjoy giving you the show because I've been doing this now. This December will be three years, everybody. This December will be three years of the Verzi effect and we did, um, a hundred and a quarter. This episode was 125. Man, pretty soon, you know what, in the next, I'm gonna have, uh, I'm gonna have to do an anniversary. I mean, I know, I know I still have 75 to go, but that 25 went quick. So, we'll see if we could get to 200 episodes I remember fucking The Simpsons got to 200. Um long as I'm as long as uh, as long as you guys keep listening you know I guess the ultimate fear is to just look at the numbers and see that it goes down from like 20,000 plus to like there's like fucking 18 of you left going yeah we get it you don't like talking politics and religion dick (laughs) no but thanks you guys for your support and and, uh, continue to listen enjoy your first football weekend Starting this Thursday and then Sunday and then you get to college, which I'm into now in between. So enjoy your um, your first sit down on the couch, grab your beer or whatever you drink and put on the NFL games and, and go from 1 o'clock all the way until the, the, the game on Sunday night, um, the 8 o'clock to whatever. I'm so looking forward to it, man. It's going to be awesome. And yeah. Um, you know, I'm not doing fantasy, I'm not gambling, but I'm just gonna sit down. I'm gonna hopefully get my kids into football more, my son, because he's four now, so he's starting to understand. But enjoy it. Good luck to your teams. Remember what I said, the 49ers and the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. And um and that's it. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you um I hope you got something from this, everybody. And um that's it. Look at this. 56, 57, 58, 59, boom, one hour done, just like that, until episode 126, I am out of here, keep the comments coming, and check paulverzi.com for uh, shows, hopefully I will be at a comedy club near you, thank you everybody.